Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Arsenal Cannon Podcast, Transsensual Experience. Once again, I am joined by the lovely London local lad, Mr. Alfie Colshaw. Welcome once again back on the podcast. How are you doing, Daniel? I am terrible. Thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, let's uh, let's just get right into it. That mm. was if if you're listening to the podcast, you know why you're here. You know why we're here. Uh, mm. Embarrassing, really embarrassing scoreline. Mm. Um, I, I will say, me and you were talking about it a little bit before the podcast had started. Mm. Um, I don't, I don't think we were. 5-1 bad you know what I mean yeah, like yeah. don't get me wrong I think we were bad mm. but 5-1 I thought that that was a scoreline that flattered Liverpool a little bit but when you give a team that good those kind of chances they're going to capitalize and they're going to exactly. demolish you yeah I'd, I'm not too despondent at the result I said this a few weeks ago against Southampton obviously mm. looking at the scoreline just like that you know it looks bad 5-1 it looks like a Wenger scoreline. You remember we lost 5-1 to Liverpool here recently. Um, 4-0 yeah. last year. The 6-3 at City. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Uh, yeah. The 8-2, obviously. The infamous 8-2. Oh. So it looks like one of those results. But I remember that 4-0 last season, right at the start of the season, at Anfield. And that felt, to me, a lot worse. And I thought, I think we were a lot worse on that day. But then again, Liverpool weren't as good back then. So... Yeah, I'm not too despondent. I think first half was all right, um, but that, that sounds mad considering we four one down. But yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah. But I guess we'll get into that. Yeah, we will. And and I, it was certainly just down to defensive error after defensive error, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, just just awful defending on all fronts. And I've seen tweets of people saying we need a whole new back line. And mm. to it's be hard honest to disagree. with you, I, yeah, I don't really disagree with that. Like. Yeah. Uh, who out of that back line, who in that back line even put in a four out of ten? Did any of them? I mean, they were yeah. all terrible. Maybe like, Kalasinac. Like, he wasn't good, but he wasn't maybe the best quite at fault for any of the goals, apart from maybe the last one, the penalty. Yeah. So, I mean, oh, my God, though. Just dismal defending mm. as per usual, and that's something that Unai Emery is definitely going to have mm. to try to improve upon coming into this next January transfer mm. window. I think You reckon Liverpool is, is going to win the league? Uh, I think it it will all depend on this Liverpool City game. I think if Liverpool win that, mm. they'll have the confidence. They'll be what seven points clear. No, they'll be ten points clear. Um, yeah, they'll be ten at that point. Yep. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I think if, hard to say. If, it depends if if they win that game. Even a draw, I back Liverpool to win it. But you never know, City mainly lost those two games because they ha- didn't have Fernandinho so vital to their squad. So I wouldn't yeah, ba- I wouldn't I wouldn't rule City out of it yet and I think it all depends on that game. I'm going to back City still. I don't know why. I just hate Liverpool. Could you say that one more time? I'm just going to back City still because I just don't like Liverpool, mm. particularly their fans. <laughs> so Oh yeah, I mean they talk so much shit, don't they? Yeah, well, they just I believe mean, they, they're sort of the holy club. They're so entitled. Yeah, it's like, oh, relax a little. You're not even the mm. biggest club in England, you know? Yeah. Like, at, least City, at least City don't have fans, so <laughs> you can't really be annoyed <laughs> yeah, at them. Exactly, exactly. So if they win the league, we don't have to deal with the piss that they give us. You exactly. Know? So, mm. but without further ado, let's get into the 
let's get mm. into the disgusting performance. The there was a Treat. bit of a there was a bit of a positive in the eleventh mm. minute. Mister Ainsley Maitland Niles scoring a that was a pretty nice constructed it was goal. A good goal. Beautiful yeah, crossing was, from a Wobie. Was. I think looking at the lineup firstly. I initially thought it was going to be a back three. You know, we had Lichsteiner, um, yeah, Mustafi, Socrates. I thought we'd be playing that back three. I was quite happy that it was actually a back four, just based on the fact that I remember that Huddersfield game when that same back three, Lichsteiner, Mustafi, Socrates started in the first half. It was awful. But, um, yeah, the the rest of the team, I thought we didn't really have many other options. Mez Ozil wasn't available. I probably would have... Uh, put Maitland-Niles at right back and started Lacazette and then pushed uh, uh, Aubameyang out wide, which, you know, I think was sort of justified by Lichsteiner's performance. But yeah, I thought we started well. I thought we started on the front foot. Awobi had that shot, which uh, Alisson saved. And then a mm-hmm. uh, really nice goal. Ramsey, Awobi, Maitland-Niles, Aubameyang were linking up quite nicely in the first 10, 15 minutes. Uh, yeah, great move. Iwobi, brilliant cross. That's something we have been critical in the last podcast of Iwobi. His end product, his ability to get assists and goals isn't always... It's not It's not always fruitful in the final third, but that was a very True. good ball. And Maitland-Niles getting his first ever Arsenal goal at the cop end at Anfield, which is pretty good. Yeah, that was... What a, what a time, right? What a mm. time to score your first goal. I mean, wow. But yeah, yeah. I, was, I was so happy. I was... And you know, I mean, I was, I was watching the game with the with the misses, and she mm. was just sitting there. She, you know, she laughs at my reactions, and I'm sure that, <laughs> yeah. But people that don't watch football don't understand the yeah, passion exactly. behind it, you know. Yeah. So, like, when we score, I fuck, dude, I fucking jump off my mm. couch. I'm like, fuck you, Same. Liverpool. I was I was <laughs> like... watching with uh, three Liverpool fans <laughs> as well. Oh god. So. Yeah, I was watching my dad, who's an <laughs> Arsenal fan, and then three Liverpool fans. I'd, yeah, we were sort of rubbing it in their face after we scored, and then it sort of came back to bite us. Um, then three five minutes. Times. That's a, yeah, Alfie, that was an absolutely beautiful transition. Mm. Three minutes later, Mr. Bobby Firmino, mm. Colgate's number one sponsor, <laughs> the teeth, the, the Mr. White Teeth. Mm. Freaking 14th minute goal. What do you make of that goal? Um, well, I think there's been a lot made of our mentality change this season under Emery. You know, it's improved a lot. But I think this has to really question that. In that, you know, we've just gone ahead in a huge game away at Anfield. And three minutes later, we conceding. And then, a, what was it? A couple minutes after that, we concede again. This goal. Yeah, I literally, mean, literally two minutes. Oh, after. I have so many things to say about it. First, Torreira. A lot of people. Well, obviously, we all love Torreira. He's been brilliant this season, but this was his worst game by Mal. He gets turned by Firmino in the middle of the pitch. It's not good from Torreira. It's not something you see from him often, and I can forgive him because it's his first bad game for us. But yeah, it turns mm-hmm. Firmino into Salah. Kolasinac, he's got to see Salah out wide onto his right foot. We all know Salah likes to come inside on his left foot. Just lets him walk inside. And then there's four players, or a back four and Shaka, all around Salah. And... The reaction from all of them is so slow. Eventually, Shaka puts in actually quite a decent tackle, but he shouldn't have to do that. He should have been approached by Mustafi and Socrates. The ball sort of ricochets. Lichsteiner, for me, I know it's a bit unlucky, and it's a bit unlucky that it falls perfectly for Firmino, but Lichsteiner's just got to get his foot through it and just clear that. But he, it's a tame side foot into Mustafi, 
and it just deflects into Firmino. And it's really frustrating because Lichtsteiner has either got to clear it or he's not got to be that narrow. We were so narrow and that allowed Firmino the space yeah. uh, to tap it in. But all round that goal, although there is obviously a luck, uh, well, an unlucky element to it, it's it's all round pretty horrific. Yeah, it was just it was just error after error mm. after error. It was just nobody could. Why couldn't somebody just come in there and smash it into Rosette? Exactly, that's what Lichtsteiner you know, should why, be. Yeah, people are saying Lichtsteiner and Socrates are these no nonsense kind of exactly. defenders. Why didn't either of them even get to that? Socrates didn't close Salah down, and then Shaka puts in a decent tackle. It's not brilliant. Um, mm. He should have been a bit more firm and sort of cleared it. And we should have one of the. There was four players around Salah, and somehow the tackle just ends up at the feet of, of Firmino. One of them's got to tackle him cleanly and take the ball away. Exactly, oh, yeah. And that was that's awful. just proof. And we're going to get into the back line and the player ratings, I'm mm. sure. The back line, all of them. They were all, all were awful today, awful. yeah. Com- complete, completely disgraceful. And I mm. honestly, I agree with what a lot of the tweets I've been saying have been, like I said earlier. Can you really disagree that we need a whole new back line? No. I don't think There's no way we're other than no Bellerin. way other than Bellerin. I think Bellerin, even Bellerin, though, if we're going to try to challenge for the Premier League, I'm not even sure if he's the right guy. I I, I like Bellerin. I think he's top quality. I think I think he could make the squad. It's the same thing with because I think okay, I think Socrates, I think Socrates can probably stay at the club too. Same, but I don't think he's he's a deserved starting center half, especially if we're going to start if we're going to try to challenge for the league. Mm. I think he. He's an interesting player because he sort of comes about as this sort of um, sort of warrior in defence. But you see moments where he's not like that. And then you see games where he is, like the Burnley at home. And I do think he has a future because I think if you look at his time at Dortmund, he was superb alongside Mats Hummels, a world-class centre-back. And That's when true. Hummels That's left, true. he sort of dipped in form. That's what I've heard from a lot of Dortmund people. So... Yeah, I think if Fair he point. did sign a world-class centre-back, I think it'd be good. But in the long run, I'd be looking to play that world-class centre-back alongside Rob Holding. Which yeah, is actually yeah, something to mention. We were missing the likes of Holding, Monreal, Bellerin, who have all been probably our three best defenders horrible. this season. Yeah, horrible misses. All of them. Mm. All three of them. Especially, I think, especially um, Bellerin and Holding. I yeah. mean, Bellerin has just been a complete revelation under Unai Emery and has yeah. improved substanti- substantially. And Holding is, is really the guy that Emery depends on to be that center half that has a cool enough head to play the ball out from the back. Mm. Yeah, so. completely agree. But Firmino went on to, to give Liverpool the lead only two minutes after that goal. Mm. What did you make of that? Was that another lapse of concentration oh, for this you? This one for me is just, I think it's, well, it's obviously worse. I mean, I can't quite remember what happens in the build-up, but there's definitely something that annoyed me. Was it Torreira losing the ball? Or was that the third goal? No, this was that goal. Torreira lost, lost the ball. Yeah, yeah, I lost track of him. <laughs> <laughs> That's understandable. Yeah, Torreira gets the ball in midfield. Very, very lackadaisical, slow on the ball. Not something you associate with him again. Uh, t- gets the ball taken off him. Firmino just walks forward and he doesn't even pass it. There's not a single pass oh, leading up okay. to this goal. That's right. That, yeah, yeah, that is the that's the one where he just runs through the entire yeah. defense like he's freaking Neymar I mean, or something. Mustafi, you're a centre-back and you've got to be able to do one-on-one defending a lot better than that. It's so, although it's a great goal, it's so easy for Firmino just to walk through Socrates and Mustafi. Those are two centre-backs. Not ever, <laughs> not even 
in, not even at Barcelona. If at Barcelona away, you want to see your two centre backs being walked through by by a striker who's. I know he's a good striker for me, no, but he's not fucking Messi. Not is that he? good? <laughs> no, it's not that exactly. good. We made him look like Messi, and it was a good finish. You can't really blame Leno, but again, woeful defending from Mustafi and Socrates. Did you and did you see they both slid in like some sort of fucking cartoon? Yeah, <laughs> something was like what they're the just fuck getting flawed. It was embarrassing. It's the sort of thing. It was humiliating. Yeah, it was like watching Ozil yeah. against Lou Gretz all over again. <laughs> it really, it was, I know. It's just humiliating. That was <sighs> that was probably, in my opinion, that was the most humiliating goal. Yeah, well, that one was just embarrassing. Get on to third because I think the third was abysmal as well. Third, well, that was Sadio Mane only 16 minutes later in the 32nd minute. What'd you make of that yeah. one? Oh. This one, I mean, I think it came from a corner. We haven't conceded from a corner this season, which is something slightly surprised by. I remember that was always yeah. quite a weakness under Wenger. This season, we haven't done it. And this was the first one, although it's not directly from a corner, it's come from a corner. Or was it, it might have been a free kick, but it was a set piece anyway. Some sort of delivered, piece, yeah. headed away. It's a good header. But you're looking for a leader to sort of control the back line to make sure they're all in line and to follow any runners, but <coughs> make sure you can try and play the offside. So, so simple. I think it is Lichsteiner again at the back post on the right-hand side. Um, he just lets Salah come off him, and it's a brilliant ball from Robertson. But if Lichsteiner had been a bit wider and a bit closer to Salah and actually marked him, he probably could have cut it out with a header, with an interception. Just lets it go over his head. Salah is pretty simple from there. I mean, it's it's a good ball from Salah, but then from then on in, Socrates, he's got to be more alert. He's got to follow uh, Mane, so it's a tap-in for Mane. But again, really, really basic and a lack of leadership in that back in that back four. And you look at the likes of Lichsteiner, Socrates, as you said before, they're supposed to be these leaders, these warriors, but there was just a lack of organisation there. And I think that does have to go a bit towards the manager. He's got to be sort yeah. of, They've got to be sort of working on that in, on the training ground, you know, defending corners. And overall, I suppose you could look at it. It's the first time you've conceded from a set piece this season. So, you know, mistakes will happen. But this was really, really basic from Lichsteiner and Socrates. Well, and I mean, you look at how much experience. Exactly. Season, especially Lichsteiner. Lichsteiner's 34 years old. Yeah. And he played in one of the greatest defensive lines exactly. in the world. You know, I mean, mm. they think about it. They have Chiellini, Leonardo Bonucci. Bozzetti. I mean, he played next to some. Yeah, they yeah. Play, he played next to world class center backs, that, and they're Italian, so mm. they know the art of defending. Exactly. He needs to know what to do there. Yeah, that was really, really there. poor. You've got to you know. It's basic. I, I played as a fullback myself in Sunday League, and that's yeah. you've got to be aware of players' movement, especially players as good as Salah. You know, he's going to make a clever little movement to the side, and he just lets him run off. So much time for Salah. And yeah, that was just a disgrace defensively. And I think looking at Lichsteiner, obviously we knew he wasn't going to be a brilliant player still at 34. And we all looked at it as a brilliant signing. And I do think off the pitch, it has been a good signing. I think he has brought a bit more resilience and a bit more of a winning mentality to the squad. And he's definitely helped Bellerin in terms of his defensive performances but on the pitch he has been a disappointment and I, I don't think we ever expected him to be brilliant in the Premier League but I think this is it's really starting to show that he's not got the pace anymore no. particularly or the intensity or the physicality to play in this league you know Syria is a lot lot slower and he's played in that for eight years or so 
now. So yeah, yeah, I don't think he's ready at this stage of his career to play at this level anymore. No, we were and and we were talking about it last podcast. I mean, obviously, mm. we know he was given that one year contract with the option yeah. to extend it. He's he's not going to get a contract extension. Let's have it right. I mean, definitely not. You're already you're already hearing Arsenal are being linked with. I I don't remember what his name was, but it's a young right back that plays in the Spanish division, I believe. Yeah, and I've heard that. It, and we've been linked yeah, to Juan Bissaka. Yeah, exactly. And there's already there's already murmurs of. Uh, Lichtsteiner being replaced, and it hasn't even been a full season yet. So, I mean, that pretty yeah. much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think he was ever going to stay on for um, longer than this season, but I think this the way he's performed is just reaffirmed that. Yeah, he's, he's certainly just... The, the the gap right now between the Serie A and the Premier League is just too much. Yeah, you in know, terms of it's, pace it's, and intensity and physicality. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's just going to be too difficult for... 34 it's be too difficult to adapt. For, exactly. Exactly. Even yeah. if we signed like a Giorgio Chiellini from Juventus, I mm. think even he would struggle. You know, yeah. he'd be like, wow, these people are fast as hell. I'm not used exactly. to this shit. You know? Exactly. So, yeah, I agree. Well, and then this is what made me turn off the TV, Mr. Mr. Coleshaw. Fourth uh, goal. Mohamed Salah, penalty merchant. No, I'm just kidding. Great player. I can't <laughs> even lie. Um, but what did you, you make of the incident? Did you think it was a penalty? Um... Well, first, it came from a, a breakdown in our player play. Um, Allison won the ball superb. I think that's sort of what we've been looking for in Leno, someone who's got brilliant distribution skills as a goalkeeper. Allison. What a ball! Did you see that? With the oh, sort of half fully sliced phenomenal. ball. Oh, into Firmino. Firmino's got too much space. It's three-one with a minute to go. Like you just, you, you want to shut up shop, make sure you're still in the game for the second half. But this just sort of ruined it. Uh, Salah just goes forward. He's got so much. Sorry, Firmino goes forward. So much space, and we're cut open so so easily. I mean, Kalasinac has got to close down Firmino. Or was Kalasinac further up? Someone's got to close down Firmino quickly. Then uh, Salah just makes a simple little run in behind. Uh, Socrates doesn't follow him. Socrates is uh, um, now not goal side. And then Salah's just... When when Salah gets past you and he's sort of on the inside of you, you can't try and clip him. I know we've said this about Socrates in the past. He's a very aggressive defender. He likes to try and win the ball at all occasions. But there, just accept you're not going to win it and just hope that whether he tries to cut back or sh- uh, shoots that Leno or whatever will cut it out. Um but yeah, it was just clumsy. For I know you don't think it was a penalty, or do you, you think it was a dive? Like, yes, he's well, made the most of it, but I think know, there's you contact. Know what? You, you know what I'm gonna say? At first, mm. at first glance, especially when I watched it and when I filmed that video and turned off the TV, at first <sighs> glance, I did not think it was a penalty at all. Mm. But then watching it back a few times, I do see that there was contact. Yeah, and I'll be completely honest with you. I'm gonna drop my my biased Arsenal fan point of view here for a second. <laughs> If that was Aubameyang, Awobi, Lacazette, or whoever in that same situation, and they were to go down and not get the penalty, I would be throwing an absolute bitch fest mm. because there was definitely contact in the box. And yeah. that's see, it's a gray, it's a gray, gray area in football in general right now. Yeah. Is yeah, is that enough contact to go down? No, it's not. But unfortunately, mm. it's almost always given as a penalty. So yeah, I would probably Maybe say on that. on that. Yeah, on that on that ruling from the refereeing, if they want to keep any kind of consistency, which they really haven't been, um, mm. then, then yeah, it would be a penalty for me. Mm. 
But yeah, Salah dispatches it. And good penalty. Mm. He hasn't been he, he just started taking penalties this season, didn't he? Yeah, I don't think he I think it was... took them last season, but I think no, he potentially Leno should have saved it. Is that being harsh? I don't know. I mean, I think it, it it's always being a bit harsh to say a keeper should have saved yeah, the penalty. But I will say, I will say it wasn't a great penalty. Yeah, it was straight at Leno, and well, it was very, it was quite a powerful. I don't think Salah's got the most powerful shot, but it was quite a powerful thing, quite a powerful shot. But yeah, I don't know. I think potentially you should have saved it, but yeah, I think it might be being a bit harsh. I mean, and it was just frustrating. It was just yeah. frustrating too because a lot of times when you see um, when you see a penalty being scored, they just slash it into the bottom left corner, right into the top yeah. ends, or something like that. So when it's not directly in one of the corners, we always want to say, "Oh, you know, goalkeeper could have saved that," but obviously, mm. it's more difficult than that. Um, yeah, well, but nonetheless, nonetheless, very, very upsetting <laughs> for me. So, yeah. so much I had to turn it off. It was. It was. Sitting around three Liverpool fans, it was not nice. I can tell you that. Oh, you were getting you were getting roasted, I bet. Yeah. Well, to be honest, on the balance of the first half, a lot of people saying, oh, there's nothing changed with Wenger. For me, the, the main difference... I don't think there was a lot of difference in the two performances of the sides in going forward. I thought territorially and in terms of possession, I thought we were... Just we were sort of equal with Liverpool in the game, you know. We we're creating a few decent chances, getting into some decent areas, just like Liverpool were. Um, but there were just four moments in the game in that first half, sorry, where we were where there were three or four players who was either just switched off or just showed that they're not good enough with terrible defensive moments. Yeah. And I think if you'd given us Van Dyke over Mustafi in that game, I genuinely believe that the scoreline at half time would have been pretty equal. I think that the, because Van Dyke would not have made the mistakes that our defenders made. And no, he would not. Other have. than their goals, I don't remember them having too many good chances. And we had a few good chances which we missed. So, on the whole, I think it was purely terrible defensive moments that cost us in the first half, not an overall team poor performance. Like, I don't think we were particularly flat or anything. Yeah, no, we were. Uh, I agree. We were not, we were not dreadful. We were not as dreadful as a five-one, like we said earlier. Yeah. I mean, that was that that purely comes down to the fact for for two reasons essentially. One, our defense is dog shit. Mm. Two, Liverpool is honestly. I mean, it hurts me to say this so much, but Liverpool is genuinely one of the best teams in the world right now. Yeah. I mean, they are just fantastic defensively. I probably agree with that. And going forward, I mean, look, you look at mm. Liverpool for the longest time did not have. I mean, aside from, you know, Suarez, Coutinho, I mean, they really did not have many <laughs> world-class players, you know? Yeah. Now they have probably three or four just in their starting lineup. Mm. I mean, Salah. it's just, I mean, mm. Salah, Van Dyke, they've got Allison in goal. I mean, Mane's a fantastic Mane's. player. Mm. Yeah, I think Mane's world-class. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. Mm. So I thought Fabinho was excellent yesterday as well. Fabinho took a really long time. Oh, when I say a really long time, I'm being horrible. I mean, uh, <laughs> a couple months, really. Yeah, because he was poor at the that. Emirates. Yeah, he was dreadful when he first started off, and he was getting mm. slagged off left and right. But really, since he's come into his own at Liverpool, he's been fantastic, hasn't That was a great yeah, signing I thought, for the club. I thought he was excellent yesterday. I yeah, really. Wijnaldum just... was brilliant as well. Yeah, you know, and he's kind of one that goes under the radar a lot. Yeah. Wijnaldum, he's a good little player. Good little player. Yeah. 
I'd I'd love to have uh, someone like him. At the yeah, end. we we need it. We need it, and we'll, and we'll go into signings a little bit later if we have the time to yeah, do okay. so. Uh, last last goal came from Mister Firmino, who got his hat trick. Oh my! First of mm. all, before before we get into that goal, we let Firmino score a hat trick against us. Yeah, he hadn't scored at Anfield this season before that. That is just uh, embarrassing. I know. He, I he's think a, he's a very very good player, but he's not I a do pure too. goal scorer. No, he's not. He's not. He's not a pure goal mm. scorer. He's a, he's a, he's a false a nine. False nine. Yeah. yeah. He's a false nine, and and Mane and Salah are the goal scorers. Yeah. And to just let someone that you know what that would be like, that would be like, uh, peak Real Madrid from a few years ago, coming to the Emirates and Benzema scoring a hat trick. Yeah. That would be literally. I think for me, that's like, better than oh Benzema. But yeah. Well, me too. I get, yeah. I get what you mean. Maybe not in goal scoring terms. They're probably similar, but yeah. But it was just—it's just embarrassing. I mean, oh, well, mm. it was a—it was a penalty. What'd you make of the penalty incident? Oh, this one. Was... <laughs> Each goal, you could tell, personally. be getting more and more frustrated because yeah, uh, all of them wound me up. No, I—I th- I think this one was a penalty. You not? You think so? Yeah, I think there's two shoves, and I think it was given for the second one. The second one's more soft. Um, Socrates, though. I can't understand. The ball's coming in. The ball's going way over whoever he shoves um, head. I think it was Lovren. It's just a pointless shove because the ball's going over Lovren's head and he shoves him and that's a penalty. The second one, um, which I think it was actually given for, the Kalasanat sort of elbow in the back was was quite soft, I agree. Um, But yeah, I think if if it hadn't been given for that Kalasanat sort of elbow in the back which was soft then it would have been given for the Socrates shove which was quite blatant for me yeah, yeah that's not what you think did, did that just come from pure frustration maybe think? yeah maybe I mean Kalasanach did the same thing against Burnley if you remember that and he got I away did, with it yeah. so maybe he just thought he could but that's not the <laughs> way you should be thinking he's like oh these refs are dog shit they're not going to see this <laughs> yeah <laughs> and they did <laughs> Well, yeah, that just infuriated me because it was just clumsy, clumsy defending. Foolish. Yeah, that's that's mm. something that's something I would do when I played football. I used to play as, as a center half when I played, and I was an idiot, mm. you know. And I'd get mad when, like, say our <laughs> team was getting destroyed or something, and then I would just start pushing people. That's something yeah. I would do. I'm not a professional. I, I was though. doing I that a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just it's something you do when you're being humiliated from a team. Yeah. You know, and I, so prob- that's what that's the first thing I thought because I didn't I wasn't watching the game. I just, I you know I I was posting about it on Twitter. I was like, yeah, well, mm. you know, at least I have my personality. Exactly. <laughs> like, let yeah. me just not even act like Arsenal are a thing right now. Mm. And but I did see the clip of it, and yeah, it was. I I could see what you're saying. It it was it was pointless, and I could see why the referee would give it as a penalty. Mm. But it was just. It was it was just very very um, dramatic, I think, yeah. from Mister Mister Lovren, and I think that's why mm. I kind of took it the wrong way. That's but true. there was there was there was definitely a little bit of a shove in there. I can't I can't deny mm. that. But nonetheless, five one mm. at Anfield, we just we suck. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, Anfield, I think to put it simply. Although it was 4-1 at half-time, which obviously looks very bad, I think the second half yeah. was worse. In that, As I said before, the first half was just a matter of our defence is shit, their defence is incredible. 
The rest, yeah. both going forward, I don't think there was that much of a difference between the two teams. But in the second half, obviously you didn't see it. I wish I didn't see it, to be honest. It was just painful. <laughs> they were just taking the piss. They were con- completely controlled the game. I think we had one moment in that second half, which was actually a great chance for Ramsey. Very nice move, Shaka, in, ball into Ramsey. Um, he sort of scoffs it. I think it takes a deflection, and it was it was going just wide. Albamian gets his toe to it, but he's offside. He probably should have scored, but he was offside anyway. But the whole of the second half, it was just... Oh, was that, they, the, one, was that the one where he just kicked it straight up? Yeah. Oh, I saw, I saw a clip of that. Yeah, he was offside, but that, oh. that was our best chance of the second half. In fact, it was our only chance, really. Um, God. Subs didn't really have an impact. They should have been made earlier. Well, Lacazette should have been brought on earlier. Um, but we'll get into that in the player ratings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, the second half was just awful. They completely controlled the game. They showed their class. They just sort of draw the. They just sort of took their foot off the gas. They were preparing for their big game against City in a few weeks, or not a few weeks, a few days. Um, yeah. And yeah, they just took the foot off the gas. They did create a few chances. They probably could have gone on to score six or seven if they really wanted to, but. That, and that's that is exactly oh. why I turned off the telly, man. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, you know what game it reminded me of? Mm. And, and this isn't even an Arsenal game, but the World Cup in 2014, mm. when Which one? Germany were just making Brazil Seven, look one. like, yeah, they yeah. were just making them look like fools, and mm. that's what it seemed like to me. It was like we don't even look like we're we're here. Yeah, they just look <laughs> levels better than us. You know what the most humiliating thing my missus mm. has ever said to me, Mr. Alfie? <laughs> she said, why is your team so much worse than this one? <laughs> and I just said, I don't know. Mm. <laughs> she was like, they're destroying you. Mm. And I was like, yeah, they are. Watch this. And I turned it off because <laughs> I was like, I can't do this anymore. But my my girlfriend who does not watch football at all is questioning. Even she notices it, yeah. She was like, wow, you guys suck. Mm. So that was just humiliating. But yeah, 5-1. It it is depressing. It's completely depressing. Mm. 5-1. Let's get into the player ratings and then we'll uh, we'll talk about Fulham. Yeah. And and hopefully we can turn this this around, man. Hopefully we can do a podcast where we've actually won a game. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, man, this racks in the... uh, uh, Apparently this is uh, probably going to rack in the views. You know, we make money like... AFTV. That's what that's what people say, you know. Yeah. Um, but here, let's 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 let you do the honors again, Mister Mister Alfie Burn Leno. Okay, Leno. Mm, he's a difficult one because you can't really blame him for any of the goals. I know we were talking about um, the penalty from Salah. Maybe he could have done a bit better. First goal, obviously, no chance. Maybe a starting position could have been a bit better. Second goal. Uh, was no had no chance of the second goal, no chance in the third goal, fourth goal we talked about, fifth goal obviously no. You can't really blame him for any of the goals. I don't think he had mm. many particularly good saves to make. He was, I mean, he had a few catches from a few long range shots and one quite good save in the second half at some point. Uh, his distribution though was poured. I think it was like a minute in, and you don't want to be doing this at Anfield away, the most hostile ground of the Premier League. Yeah. Um, did you remember Kalasnac played it back to him and he just passed it out? Yeah, he just yeah, he looked yeah. petrified. He looked, that, that was he not like something exactly. He looked inexperienced, which he's. I know he's still young for a goalkeeper, but he's not inexperienced. He's played in the Bundesliga for seven or eight years, and the Bundesliga has some hostile atmospheres. So, 
I don't know, he looked Bobby a Morrison. bit overwhelmed at times and some of his distribution, it was the worst distribution I've seen. It's something which he's been very good at this season. And also, he still has the problem with commanding his box. That was still a bit of a problem yesterday. So I'd probably give him, you can't rate him too badly because he wasn't at fault for the goals, but other elements of his game, there's still a lot of improvement to do. So I'd probably give him a five. Five, yeah. I actually, I actually agree with that. I was going to give him a five as well. I mean, mm. like you said, he—I don't think he could have really done anything for any of the goals. Um, mm. But he does have to—he—he he needs to calm down a little bit. Yeah, I think I think what Leno Leno needs a really good performance in a big game, and he yeah. needs to build up some confidence. He looks—he doesn't look great coming off his line, in my opinion. Mm. I think he he's better than Czech at basketball. that. But Czech's he's, never been so, yeah. good at that. Yeah, he's better. He's better than Czech coming off his line, but I mm. will say I think Czech is still substantially better off him, better better than him that um, in the air, you know, yeah, controlling the box, his box, like yeah, that. definitely. Because Leonard just seems like he has distribution no control wise, on his pieces. No. Yeah, no distribution wise, and um, and you're right, coming off the line, I think Leno was better. I think a five out of ten mm. is justified. That makes sense to me. Mm. Uh, Kalashinak, I'm gonna give him a rate. <laughs> you know, it's sad, man. <laughs> mm. Um. You and I think you and I agree. Out of that terrible back four, he was probably—I don't even want to say the best because I can't use a positive word for that performance. <laughs> yeah, he was the least shit. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, agree. he's just—he's so so clearly not a left back. You know, he's—you mm. can't like he's a left wing back, and I know that a left yeah. wing back should obviously still be able to defend, yeah. but playing him in a back four, he's just useless. I yeah, mean, he's like, not the he same player, particularly in games back. where he actually has to defend. Exactly, he's too he's mm. too slow. I mean, mm. he's too slow, and I, I don't I don't think he's is... too slow. I think it's more he just doesn't have the <laughs> defensive mindset. He just always likes to fly forward. Yeah, that's what he wants and to he do. Doesn't... Yeah, you're you're probably right. He probably does have the pace to get back, but he just doesn't. Yeah, um, I give just can't be asked. And... This is this is my highest rate for someone in the back line, aside from Leno, who I think did deserve a five. I give Kalashnik a four. Mm. Yeah, I thought he's just so inconsistent. I mean, he was superb against Burnley, and then he was poor against Brighton and woeful yesterday. Well, not woeful, but poor yesterday. <coughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't really have the same attacking input. Maybe that was uh, instructions from Emery. You know, try and be a bit more defensively minded against a very attacking Liverpool side but when he doesn't offer anything going forward that is when you say he's had a poor game just based on the fact that that's what he offers normally that's what he's good about his game going forward and when he doesn't do anything going forward then you're going to say he's bad he's had a bad game regardless of his defensive performance so yeah I'd agree with that yeah four okay uh, Socrates what would you give Socrates oh Mm, four. It's okay, you could be me. Four, maybe four. three. I, I don't know. I'd, I probably would have given Kalasanach a five and Socrates a four, but if we're going by Kalasanach a four, it'd probably be Socrates a three then. He was he was very, very poor. And I, I do think what I said earlier, um, he'd be much better along, obviously he'd be much better alongside a, a very good centre-back, which I don't think Mustafi would be much better alongside a brilliant centre-back. I think he's better than Mustafi. And he's definitely a good player, but he had a very, very poor game. Obviously, I said, at fault for two or three of the goals where he should have done a lot better. So, yeah, three. Three. Yeah, and I, and I think 
I think uh, I think a five for Kalashnikov would be a bit high. Mm. So I th- I think so- three for Socrates. I think that's completely accurate. I would not agree with that. I could not agree with that more. Mm. Uh, Mustafi. I'll be honest. I thought Mustafi was a little bit worse than Socrates, though. Mm. But Maybe. I thought with that tough said, at half time though. Maybe you had an injury. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Hey, you know what? Oh, you know what? Fair play, fair play. You know what? Mm. I'm actually. He just came back from injury. Mm. He only played for a half. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll give him a four, just because, mm. just solely on the base. He was atrocious, and if he didn't just yeah, come back from an injury, I'd probably give him a two or a one. Yeah. But I mean, since he, yeah, you're right. He did just come back from an injury, and mm. he was hooked at halftime. I think Emery just probably said to him, "Look, <clears throat> excuse me." He's like, "Look." I need you in this game because I don't have anyone else. Because I'm not, oh my exactly. god, could you imagine if Kashelny? Could you imagine started, if Kashelny would have yeah. played in that game? That would have been poor. It would have been ten, mm, <laughs> so, probably. <laughs> so I'll give I'll give Mustafi a four just on the basis that, like you said, um, just coming back from an injury, Lichtsteiner. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't normally ever drop below a three in player ratings, but. Might have to make an exception. Lichsteiner, can you give him above a two? I don't think you can. I've got to give him a two. I think he was, as I said earlier, he's obviously not going to be lightning quick, but he really, really looks off the pace for the Premier League at this age. I think if he'd come at 25, 26, he could have adapted, but at 34, you're not really going to adapt. We've seen it with Czech with his uh, distribution. You can't really adapt when you're that old to the pace of the Premier League in particular, when you've only played in Serie A. So, yeah, two, he was woeful. <clears throat> there's, a really, there's a really annoying quote because it gets said so much, mm. but it's very true to life that, that um, DT on Arsenal Fan TV says all the time. Mm. He says, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah, exactly. And you can't because mm. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, Lichsteiner, he's just – he's not quick enough. Mm. He's not. He's just not good enough for the Premier League, and he's yeah. just too old. So I think he could have been if he come seven or eight years ago. But he's you can't you can't adapt when you're that age, particularly as a fullback. That's the position probably the most on the pitch where you need to be quick because you need to be up and down. And he's probably one of the slowest players on the pitch, to be honest. So mm. two. Yeah. yeah, I think a, I think a two is justified, and I I hate giving players ratings that low, but I agree. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Grant Jaka, I would give. I think he was our best. Yep, one I, of uh, our better players, not best, what, second best player for me. I think, yeah, I think after I I, I don't know if I would agree that he was the best. I think mm. I think a Wobie and Maitland Niles played well too, mm. but I think Jaka wasn't bad. I don't think Jaka was bad. I'd probably give Jaka a six. Yeah, same. Um, he, you know, not great, but really mm. just the, a bruised apple out of a bag of rotten ones. You know, <sighs> I mean, just yeah. was, I mean, it's sad that, that I, I don't even know what to say. I mean, I can't mm. believe that's one of the highest rated players. Six. Yeah, that's I true. That's just embarrassing. What but, I'd yeah. say about Shaka is, in the first 10, 15 minutes when we did really threaten and throughout the first half, I think he started a lot of those attacks. Some of his passing was very good. And throughout the game, with the absence of Torreira's normal, you know, uh, ten- uh, very tenacious self, you know, winning tackles, interceptions in the air, in the middle of the pitch, Shaka 
um, sort of did a bit of Torreira's work yesterday. He kept making quite a few tackles in the first half in particular. Lost his head in the second half. I don't think you saw that. It might have been at the end of the first, when he kicked the ball away. Did you see that? Oh, that that was at the end of the first half. Yeah, he, yeah, he lost his head at the end of the first half. It was a lot worse in the second. But he did create the best chance of the second half with his ball to Ramsey. Yeah, I'd agree with the six. I don't think he was ex- exceptional, but he did have a good first half. Quite a poor yeah. second half. Well, and, and he's one of the players, again, you know, I mean, he's one of the players, again, that just doesn't matter if he put in an average performance when everyone else played horribly. He's not going to get yeah. any praise for it. Yeah. And, and you know, it's the same thing with Alex Awobi that we're going to get into later. He's mm. not going to get any praise for that performance, even though he's one of the better players on the field. Exactly. And um, on on my Instagram, I put uh, <coughs> Shaka sit as a, Shaka as a six rating. Um mm-hmm. 75 comments, quite a few of them were saying, Shaka 6. In fact, there's one right here, Shaka 6, are you drunk? Which is quite a, it's a pattern for a lot of those comments. But um, Well, they can't, they, can't drop, they can't drop their agenda. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. Mm. Yeah, I think they it was a lot better than Torreira. I think Torreira was horrible. Yeah, so I think by far his worst genuinely, game. Well, you can do Torreira's rating. Yeah, I'll, I'll do Torreira's rating because I figure mm. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you all three of these. Um, I'm going to give all all three of these subs that came on because I didn't see any of them. Um, yeah, <laughs> T- Torreira was uh, Torreira was awful. I'll be honest. Mm. I think along with the back line, along with everybody in the back line, probably one of the worst players on the pitch. Mm. Just was just he looks he looks tired, doesn't he? Yeah. He looks like a yeah. guy that just needs yeah, a break. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't think he should play against Fulham, but we'll get into that. <laughs> I hope he, yeah, I hope he doesn't. Um, mm. But yeah, Torreira, I probably get. You know what? We do we do halves here, okay? Because I don't like to make my okay. life stressful. <laughs> um, I'll give Torreira three and a half. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think I don't I think he was quite four, as good, but that's maybe four. a bit generous. Yeah, I just I just think that. I mean, it's, it also comes down to the fact that I have such high expectations for Torreira. But yeah, yeah I give him yeah. a three and a half. Mm. Uh, what'd you make up of Wobie's performance? Um, <coughs> going forward, our best player, without doubt. I mean, first half, as I've said, we were quite dangerous in <coughs> periods. You know, I've actually spoken to some Liverpool fans who said they were quite nervous at periods of that game. Um, particularly in the first half. And Iwobi was at the heart of all of it. Brilliant for the opening goal. Very nice combination with Ramsey. Brilliant, brilliant uh, pass into Maitland-Niles. Um, don't know how he Beautiful spotted cross, that. Yeah. yeah. I think, yeah, off the left-hand side, he looks so much more comfortable than when he plays on the right-hand side. Not really sure why that is, because he's right-footed. But I don't know. He yeah, seems I think more capable coming inside. So... Yeah, I'll probably give Iwobi a seven. Best player on the pitch. Yeah. Well, best player on our team by a mile. Second half, he faded a bit. Um, he wasn't as influential. But neither was our team. We we just completely given up by that point. Or we just couldn't really get anything going because Liverpool was so in control and our heads had gone a bit. So, yeah, seven for Iwobi. Yeah, I mean, he <clears throat> from what I saw in the first half, he, he looked like one of the – he looked like really the only – spark of danger we actually yeah. had mm. he was he was doing really well taking on his fullback i mean make that's that's what a warby will bring to the table he's not scared to take people on and that's something that we do yeah. lack this season in so particular. I, I agree yeah i agree i agree seven mm. seven out of ten and i oh my god i'll tell you what 
the people that piss me off more than anyone is the people that just ridicule on on a perpetual basis. And yeah. I don't know if you saw my tweet. I don't I don't drop the f bomb a lot on Twitter, man. But yeah, I saw that. I just, dude, I was like so hyped up to see a mm. Wobie do something so good, and just <laughs> I was just like, for for if you didn't see it, you know, I I said um, yeah. to all of you Wobie haters, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it was just because I just why why are you gonna waste that much energy? ridiculing yeah. someone on our, your own team i mean um, if you're genuinely arguing that he was poor yesterday i don't know what game you watch there's so many other players you could go in on who were awful yeah they pick him because why do they and why do they pick him he's a arsenal youth product exactly so i don't know i don't know I don't but let's let's run through these before we get to the fulham game uh mm. ramsey uh first half i think he, he had some good moments i think he was um, combining with a Wobi on a few occasions to sort of bring us forward, but second half he faded. He still worked hard. We always expect that. Expect that from Aaron Ramsey. Um, but he's out the door, and you can tell he's been affected slightly since that news has come yeah. out in around what was it October. So yeah, I'd probably give Ramsey a five, maybe a six. I'll probably go with a five. Okay, let's split it down the middle. Five and a half. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think yeah, I, I actually agree with that. I thought I thought Ramsey and I'm I am a bit gutted that he's leaving. He's always yeah, one of those same. guys that's gonna he's gonna bust his ass for you and he's gonna try. And you exactly. know, to whatever team whatever team he goes to, whether it be I mean, also look at the teams interested, you know, Juventus, exactly. PSG, Bayern Munich, you know, everybody knows he's mm. a fully capable player. I d I don't really understand why we're pushing him out the door, but good mm. luck, Darren Ramsey, wherever he does end up going and I'm sure he'll be a smash hit wherever he does go. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that. Unless he goes 5. to Liverpool or, six. or United. Unless he goes to Liverpool, case. He, can pit, he can fuck off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last two of the starting lineup. I'll just run through those real quick. Then you do the subs and we'll move on to Fulham. Mm. Uh, Maitland Niles did score the goal. Mm. How was the second tapping. half? Did he... uh, yeah, second it was, it was half, like a lot of our attacking players, because they just controlled the game, was very, very anonymous. Okay. So okay, let's give him like a let's give him a five then. I, I thought yeah. that was his maybe a, maybe a six. Six because he had some good moments in the first half. I remember he had a shot which was very nicely taken. Um, maybe slightly better shot, but he took it down nicely. Um, and he was at the heart of some of our better attacking play in the first half. But yeah, for second half maybe I would actually go for a five. Yeah, uh, well I will say he took that goal pretty nicely, and you know what? Yeah. Well, a lot he, of people have been saying something you want to see from your winger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's playing as a winger. But yeah. Yeah, very nice, very nicely taken finish. And then Albamiang. Ooh. Mm. Um, 13 touches. And six of them were. Wow. Six of them were from kickoff. That's awful. <laughs> I don't I mean, think you can blame him for it, though. No, 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 no. And, and I, I agree with that. Yeah, he's kind of mm. one of those strikers that relies on service. And that is probably yeah. why Lacazette should have been starting because. Yeah. But I understand. I understand why Emery's not starting Lacazette. We do not have essentially any plan B striker. Exactly. So I, he likes I to have it. a different option. Exactly. And I think, I think if not in January, in the summer transfer window, we definitely need to look into getting a plan B striker because we got to have the best players on the pitch. Yeah. I'd give well, up if, on me. If we don't offer Welbeck a new contract. Yeah, if we, and I honestly, I have this hunch I don't think we're going to. Yeah, I don't think we will. So I think, I, honestly, I don't know if it's just me, if I'm crazy, 
but I could totally – and unfortunately, I just picked up an injury that I get well soon, but I could totally see us going back in and getting Mr. Olivier Giroud for free because yeah. his contract's about to run up at Arsenal – or at Chelsea, right? Wow, see? Exactly. <laughs> he's, a, he's an Arsenal yeah. boy, not a Chelsea boy. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I'd be looking at someone like Pepe, but obviously he's a lot more expensive. Yeah. But well, we definitely need a plan B. That's 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 certainly what we all know. Um, yeah. Substitution first one that came on was Laurent Koscielny, right mm. at the beginning of the second half for Skadrin Mustafi. Would you make a Koscielny second half performance? There was a moment very early on um, where he literally got completely outpaced by Salah, and that was sort of set the tone for the whole for the whole half. I think he was pretty much all over the place. Like we've seen. Recently, yes, we only conceded once, but if they'd really turned it on, we could have seen him absolutely destroyed in that half. So probably give Koscielny a four. He wasn't as bad as Mustafi was in the first half, though, but that was because Liverpool weren't as threatening. Yeah. Uh, Lacazette came on the 71st minute for Aubameyang. I know Mm. that frustrated a lot of the fans, as I saw on Twitter. What did you make of Lacazette's performance when he came on? I don't think... He can. Uh, he didn't really have an impact because he didn't. He, he the, the the team wasn't really. They they'd lost their heads by that point. They weren't really trying that much. Uh, the game had gone. It was a it was a pointless substitution in the end because he, he didn't get any service and Liverpool just had pretty much all the possession that second half. So he had nothing to do really. Couldn't really have an impact. So I'd probably give him a five. But yeah, you can't Standard really blame five. him for it. Mm. And Gwendouzi was the last substitution came on in the 80th. Mm. That was a bit of an abstract one, as you were saying earlier. Oh, yeah. Ten, ten minutes. You can't really give him much of a ring. Probably just give him a standard six. Standard six. Well, mm. that that was the Liverpool game. Um, if you've tagged along with us for this 50 minutes, we're going to take up this last 10 or so to talk about the upcoming Fulham game coming up mm. this New Year's Day. Yeah. Oof. Alfie, <laughs> let me tell you something, buddy. That game starts here in the States at 10 a.m. Yeah, I was going to say that. That is going to be probably the For least you. watched Arsenal game of the year here in the States. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, the uh, electrolyte drinks are going to be a smash yeah. hit that day before that game. Mm. But I might uh, be going yeah, to it. Oh, have fun. Take pictures, mm. as always. You know, yeah. Alfie's been sending me. I'm going to the Emirates and. February, Alfie's been sending yeah. me some pictures and videos and stuff. It's awesome. I'm so excited. Can't wait. And I hope to see you there. Mm. Yeah, hopefully. But let's get into the Fulham lineup. we got about 10 minutes or so until this podcast yeah. runs out of time. Um, goalkeeper, would you, stay, would you uh, stay with Leno in there? Yeah, I would. I wouldn't go for check. Yeah, I would, I would stick with Leno. I know he's been having, mm. um, he's been having some uh, – some criticism lately, but understandably so, as is every defensive player at Arsenal. But yeah. I think he's definitely still the better option over Czech, so I would agree with that. Mm. And what formation are you going with for this game? I'm actually going for the 4-4-2 diamond, which we 4-4-2 played. 4-4-2 diamond? Yes, the, the formation we played at home to Burnley and the first half against Brighton, which I think we played quite well in, in the first half against Brighton. The second half was abysmal, but yeah. When we played with that formation, we genuinely seemed to do quite well. So that's what I'm going to opt for. Okay, fair enough. Makes sense. Mm. Um, I'm going with a 
just a four two three one because seriously, Fair still enough. defensively, we just we just have nothing. <laughs> no, we, I mean, yeah. we have nothing defensively. Yeah. So we have to go with the back four. Mm. Um. So we're but we're both setting up with back fours. Um. Who's your left back? Obviously, probably Kalashnikov. Considering he's probably yeah. the only one fit, right? Kalashnikov. Yeah. Uh. Then, back to or center back pairing. I have Socrates and Squadron Mustafi. Who'd you have in there? I went with Socrates and. Monreal, assuming Monreal's fit, which I've heard he could be, and I'd rather play Monreal at the moment than Mustafi, if I'm honest. Particularly after Mustafi's performance. That's sad, but that's yeah, true. Yeah, that is... I actually, you know what, I agree with that. Mm. If Monreal's fit, maybe we should go with him instead of Mustafi. Yeah, Mustafi he's, just... he's not even a natural centre back. Just... No, he's not. He's a left. Yeah, he's left back all the way. Yeah. still that's that's saying something about Mustafi. Mustafi yeah. needs to take a good, hard, long look at himself, man. Yeah. Uh, right back, who'd you go with? Well, I've thrown a bit of a uh, controversial one in here. The Lord Jenkinson. Me too, man. I, yeah. I tell you what. I'll tell you what. I cannot. I do not want Lichsteiner to play in this game. Same. I, just, I can't see him playing the Premier League at the moment. I'll be fine with him playing at uh, Blackpool, but not in this game. Yep, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think Lichsteiner is a bit part player. Nothing more, nothing less. Mm. So Particularly yeah, I if agree. you look at Ryan Sessegnon with the pace or Sherla. Yeah, we'll get destroyed. Yeah. So yeah, I think we both agree there, Jenkinson. Mm. And you know what? To be fair, to be fair to Jenkinson, I think he's a player that's well aware that he's probably leaving the club relatively yeah. soon. Yeah. And he's being very professional about it. He's mm. playing in only Europa League fixtures, and mm. he's putting in okay performances every time yeah, he plays. Yeah, he so has. And you could say Maitland Niles there, but. I think Maitland-Niles needs a bit of a rest, if I'm honest. Yep, I did too. Yeah, mm. that, I'm sure that was probably quite mentally draining, playing the full 90 minutes in Anfield, yeah. and also physically draining as well. Yeah, because he had to get back quite a lot playing as a winger. Yep, so. he, busted, he busted his ass that game, so yeah. fair play to him. And yep, I agree. Give him a rest this game. Mm. Uh, center mid pairing. Yeah, who you I went for? with... Um, I went with Granit Xhaka, and I actually agree with what we were saying earlier. I'm going to give Torreira a rest. Mm. And I would go with um, Matteo Guendouzi in there. I could totally see going with Mohamed Elneny as well. Mm. I, I wouldn't exactly be completely opposed to that. But yeah, that's my midfield pairing. Mm. Ja, Jack and Guendouzi. Well, my uh, diamond, uh, which this is the same uh, midfield four we played against uh, Burnley in the first half, which I think worked quite well. Shaka at the base of the diamond, then the two side players, Elneny and Gwenduzi, and then Ozil at the point. Just because I think we obviously missing the wingers at the moment. Um, this also allows Kolasinac to basically play as a winger, which he basically is. Uh, so yeah. yeah, with the lack of natural wingers, I think this is the way forward until we do sign a winger or until Mkhitaryan's back at least. So yeah, Sh- uh, Shaka, Gwenduzi, Elneny, and if Ozil's back, then I'll be going with Ozil at that point. If not, Ramsey. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. And I, I just, mm. we are genuinely one of the most narrow teams in the Premier League right now, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. We, we need are. to get some width. We we need new fullbacks and we need new wingers. So, mm. okay. Uh, my back three just behind the striker. I went with Alex Awobi playing on the right. I know he's not as comfortable over there, but I'm sure he'd put in a shift. Um, mm. I actually went with Aaron Ramsey in the number 10. I would go with Ozil if he was fit, but unfortunately I don't think he probably will be. Yeah. Um, 
Aubameyang on the left. He looks okay over there to me. You know, I know a lot of people say that they don't like him mm. over there, but I he think basically he plays as a, as a second striker. Really, he just comes inside. Exactly. Next uh, left back, basically plays the winger. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. I, I'm not really. I don't have a problem with him playing there. And then obviously, mm. I went with Lacazette up front. I assume your two strikers playing up front were Lacazette and Aubameyang. Yeah. That's what I want to see. They, and I think that formation worked. It worked uh, in previous games. So I think why not? Why not go with that? Yeah, and and they both they both have to play because Aubameyang just doesn't look nearly as good without Lacazette, does he? Yeah, that's true. He needs him. He mm. needs him. Lacazette is. I I put I put a tweet about this, and a lot of people must have agreed with that. I got a got a few likes on it. Mm. I put a tweet that I said I think Lacazette is overall the best player at Arsenal right now. Yeah, yeah, I think he is because he's he tracks back. He's a good goal scorer. He makes a killer mm. pass. So, fantastic. I think, I think he, he could score a few more goals, though. I think that's one thing I'd say. He does score yeah, goals. you know what? I agree. Not as many as maybe you want him to. Yeah, he, he could definitely do with a few more goals in his game. I think, yeah. yeah, it does kind of seem like he's kind of handed the goal-scoring torch over to Aubameyang and said, you know what? No, you get the golden boot this season. And I yeah. want them both to be scoring goals. I don't want that shit. Mm. You know? Yeah, Aubameyang is a natural goal scorer, complete pure goal scorer. Whereas Lacazette gets more involved in the build-up play and stuff. So and, I think yeah. Lacazette's always not going to score as many as Aubameyang. Exactly. Yeah, Aubameyang's just a pure killer in front yeah. of goal. Yeah. But there, there we have a uh, predicted scoreline before we close this off. Eight nil Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? It, it's going to be what. a complete, complete turnaround, a massive comeback. Everyone's going to be saying we're title contenders after this game. There you go. Yep. After we destroy That's for right. them. Without Chambers, they are nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, you know what? I don't agree with that. I'll say 9-0. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. I would... I actually, I do think we're probably going to win this game comfortably. I actually yeah. do think that. Mm. I, I'm, I'm going to go with 3-0, and I think it's going to be something. I think it's going to be an Aubameyang hat trick, actually. Hopefully. Well, you just know now. You just know now it's going to be about 3-1 Fulham. We're going to lose because we're both, we, we yeah. both jinxed it. So, thank, yeah. thank you. Thank you to us. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thank you all for tuning in. Um, for some, one of the unfortunate things about Anchor is that for some reason you can't go on for longer than an hour. I could talk to, I could talk to Alfie about mm. Arsenal for five hours. Yeah. So, yeah, but unfortunately is... we do have to, we do have to bring it to a close. We're running out of time. Mm. We're at the 58 and 45 uh, minute mark. Mm. So I do thank you all for tagging along. Um, Alfie, go ahead and plug yourself before we opt out of here. Uh follow we.love.uarsenal on Instagram. Um and my YouTube channel is ACTV search Alfie Coleshaw and I'm looking forward to twenty nineteen. This is gonna become the biggest podcast. This is gonna become the biggest Arsenal podcast. I'm telling you now. Without a shadow of a doubt, Mr. Alfie. Mm. I will see you again. We're gonna to try to make a consistent day out of this. Unfortunately, mm. me and Alfie are two of the most unreliable people on the face yep. of this planet. <laughs> So, <laughs> so we are going to try to make a consistent day out of it. We'll let you know whenever that is. Maybe a Tuesday. I don't know. Who knows? Mm. Um, but thank you all for tagging along. Uh, be sure to follow me on Instagram or not Instagram. Don't have that. Uh, Twitter <laughs> at Daniel underscore Finton. Be sure to like the podcast, all that fun stuff. Subscribe to me on YouTube, Daniel Finton. 
And I thank you all for tagging along. And I will see you after the game against Fulham. Cheers, Alfie. I'll see you later, man. Cheers.